Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. How are you feeling right now being customers of ClassPass, gotta say? I love it more I love than it. anything. I'm not, I'm not a ClassPass customer. I pay for it every month and never go. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, a dream, I'm a dream client. I'm a dream client. They just make the money and I don't get any stronger yeah, you gotta or healthier. Go. I've had the best experiences. <laughs> no, I, I did it a lot a year ago, I, but I downgraded uh, to the three classes a month. So it's oh. I, literally, I know it sounds kind of dumb. I keep one credit card open just to have perfect credit and payment and yeah. only class passes on it. And I just set up auto pay. Hey, there, here's a tip. If you want to be an idiot, I just don't want to close <laughs> another credit card because I've just been consolidating all my shitty. I've like, had so many credit cards. Oh, all my credit cards were to begin with. Here we go. This here, Here's our preamble right now is I finally got rid of uh, the we don't trust you with money credit card, which yeah, helped me. $500 limit. Oh, my, it was minus I think Mine was like 200 was like my first, it was like my first Capital One card. Oh, and it Damn. cost I was $75 like 20, to activate And I like ruined my credit by having a $200 limit when I was like 21 years old. Because my mom was like, we're like, just didn't build it. And my mom was like, you should get a credit card. And I was like, okay. But then that was it. She wasn't like, also, here's how credit cards work, which... <laughs> Right? That, that's I what they do. We were taught at all. Nobody's taught. Like, I think it would have been a much better uh, use of our, like, middle school time rather than 90% of those classes to be like, here, here's how you, you manage your credit cards. I 100% agree with that. Bank account. Also, in high school, you I have to take class. Also, in college, you have to take the class. I was taught how to uh, balance a checkbook and write a check, which has been so useful in my life. <laughs> right you guys know how you keep that ledger just perfect yeah I what mean, nobody I does that book in my wallet like my mom just like my mom did you guys have that right in my pocketbook well every time i buy groceries i fill out a check and people love it oh when my god behind my mom line. can't stop does she writing those checks and she, she was like honey the machine does it for you now because like at jewel osco in oh. chicagoland area you it just hand them the, you sign the check and you just hand it to the cashier and the the computer from 1999 scans it prints uh like to jewel osco 79 and 2020 cents <laughs> i love that so hard i love your chicago accent oh it's, it's so, so good. good i think she was actually being a machine I'm drinking white wine. It's one, like, one in the afternoon. White wine? Yeah, I'm drinking white wine. I don't care. Well, WW on a sat. Yeah, anyone else need anything? I'll get up in the fridge, get you something. Uh, 
you know, your parents don't come out of the woodwork and tell you anything about credit until you've ruined it. Hmm. And then my mom's like, what were you doing? I was like, there were no instructions. I showed up to college during Welcome Week. The Federal Credit Union. I was oh, like, get a free right outside and oh, a yeah. water bottle and a credit card. And Discover card. They can't do that anymore. They said Good. that's illegal. You can't give kids... They should Especially college kids like souvenirs for getting credit cards. Oh, Thanks, <laughs> yeah. Well, they'll roll that back within six months, I'm sure. Holy shit. But I re- yeah, I remember I, it was a thousand dollar limit. I had never seen a thousand dollars in my life at that point. And I immediately did three cash withdrawals and then like threw it over my shoulder. And I was like, suckers. <laughs> And destroyed my credit by age 21. Uh, and it was, yeah. So anyways, just just celebrating, getting rid of those low Congrats. loser balance. By not attending fitness classes. By not attending fitness class. We come back full circle. And that's what a workout really is. Oh, I love it. Well, guys, welcome to Sidework episode three. We are all here. Uh, Brooke Van Poplin at the helm for one more episode. Then I'm going to hand it off and have someone else be the moderator. Uh, as we keep going, but once again, so happy to be with the group. Everyone say hi. Hey, Jocelyn Hughes here. That's my printer behind me. My printer comes with me everywhere, <laughs> and it's efficient. I so did, I had a dream three nights ago that a little Roomba was my only friend, Aww. and I was following it. It was showing me where all like the um, like the vintage store hotspots were. Oh, what a useful and a cool <laughs> and a couple of cool restaurants, and I was aimlessly following a Roomba everywhere. And I was like, no one understands me but you, Roomba. Anyways, that just brought back my My Roomba ate my underwear yesterday. It was hilarious. <laughs> Every time I come home, I'm like, what stopped the Roomba? What stopped the Roomba? And last, yes, last night I came home and it was in my hallway. And I was like, all right, let's see what got her this time. Flip it over. Did you have to over. do the Heimlich maneuver? Tara <laughs> undies right, right in that, that wheel well. The Roomba's like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, help. Kyle, Remember, say hi. Hi, I'm Kyle June Williams, and I'm here. You sure are. Yes, I don't have a Roomba. I don't That's have right. enough space to own one yet. You have Winnie. I have Winnie. Yep. I have a dog that is my Roomba. That's right. She just goes. I keep those dogs in line. Get a Roomba. <laughs> Scare the bejesus out of them. <laughs> uh, I'm Andrea Wallace. Uh, I don't have a Roomba, but I do have... Uh, a Hoover vacuum cleaner that I got when I was 20 years old at Nebraska Furniture Mart when I bought my first cell phone. You got credit for Nebraska Furniture Mart, and the vacuum cleaner is what I purchased with that credit, and I've had it ever since, and it works Wow, very well. Wow. wow. Hey, and it's one of those things, probably every time you've moved over the years, you're like, oh, I'm lugging this fucking huge appliance but i'm with al- me. i'm also like thank god i have this vacuum like I, if i can you like oh i love that yeah vacuums are amazing i never knew until i got a little more adult that it's worth it to drop the benjamins on a vacuum cleaner i used to get the cheapest dirt devil possible that's just like a stick mm-hmm. yeah you practically would roll it manually it's basically yeah. a hairbrush Ooh, with a bag on it. that's the one Girl. i still own did your parents ever have a like a little the little stairs dirt devil when you were a kid? And you, you were in charge of vacuuming up the stairs. That was your. Oh, we chores. always had a black and decker. The little baby. What are those called? Those little baby ones. Yeah. Oh, like dustbusters. Dyson just made um, children size vacuums that you can, so you can give. Get them so you can put your children to work. Yeah. Made we by should. children for I was children. Like, I never thought of having a child till now. Are you kidding? There's a reason I probably became a server is because my parents mm. put me in a place of servitude starting oh, wow. so early, but my mom. To have an allowance, my brother and I got $20 a week. We had to clean 
the house top to bottom mm-hmm. every weekend. And it would take Damn. hours, hours. So naturally, but you know what? It taught integrity. Still not a good duster. My mom would be like, you have to pick the items up and dust under them, you know, and I just always trying to cut corners, but she was, your, here first, today. She was your first shift manager. She was my first shift manager. I never feel like your house is dirty. So you're doing something right. Doing something. Okay. I did something. Right. Well, here's the thing. I also probably as we all as servers, lifelong servers have neuroses from working in a restaurant. Like I've got a cleanliness. I've got a wiping problem. I have to wipe surfaces. I do it while always. I'm in a restaurant. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm going to stack these. Dishes. Oh yeah. I organize yeah. like any oh, condiments so on the table. Come by and pick them up and, and I wipe down the table. I just, yeah, I can't stand it. I pick up a bus tub and I'm like give me money immediately. <laughs> cherry you cherry pick you get really I think that though when you're still working at a restaurant it's very hard to then come home and then clean your own <laughs> of course shit up like that that's what happens yes. to me is like if I'm working too many shifts a week my own safe space becomes like a, a, a human like dumpster <laughs> <laughs> I went through that. <laughs> That's so funny. I think uh, before we get into our topic of the day, I was thinking it would still be great to uh, further get to know us all as servers a little bit, you know, because we spoke about restaurant owners, which is an interesting type of person we do have to deal with and work for in the last episode. But uh, I wondered if we could all talk a little bit about why we became a server in the first place. Was it a was it an active choice or kind of forced upon us? If anyone wants to... Jump my, in. So my parents met in a restaurant. My mom had waited tables um, while she was a teacher to make extra money before we were born. So she was always telling me, oh, you got to wait tables. It's like easy cash. I used to like nothing better than walking out of that restaurant with a pile of cash in my hand. You've got, you should do it. You should do it. So I was totally groomed by my mom. I don't know what that's about, but I, that's how I started doing it. I turned 18 when you're legal. And I went to this place, and they let me be a cocktail server. They were like, if, you, if someone orders a vodka tonic, you write V-N-T. And that was it. And then <laughs> they had karaoke <laughs> twice a week, and I was assigned those shifts. And that was like, they were like the most serious karaoke people. They brought props. They were lifelong. Kara- I mean, it was rough. They were not there to buy alcohol. I made like zero dollars. But as soon as I moved to Chicago for college and I started working in those restaurants, then it was like real money. It was like, oh, this is legit. Nice tip, mom. So that's how I got started. Your mom had such a great here's a tip. Oh, yeah. A life of servitude. Yeah. But it's been 10 years. It's been 10 years in September that I haven't worked in restaurants. Whoop, whoop. So. Have a party. Give it up, baby. (laughs) She's back. She's back. (laughs) <laughs> what about you Andrea I I started young uh in West Omaha like slinging coffee I worked at this place called Copper Creek Coffee and Candy and they it's made an alliteration yeah uh they made they roasted their own beans to get hired you just have to say it five times fast Roasted their own beans and then made their own fudge. <laughs> She's not playing that game, Joss. Uh, so I started young in the service industry doing things like that. And then I actually had to wait until I was 19 to serve alcohol until like I really got into the waiting of the tables and the big time. And I worked at uh, Rosenblatt Stadium in Omaha, Nebraska, which is where the minor league team the Omaha Royals plays and so you have the baseball stadium and there was a restaurant attached to it so it was a summer job 
and it was like a three-tiered restaurant and you walk downstairs you're always running up and down stairs so you could like you know it was a wall of windows so you could see out into the field and like it was a lot of like sort of fancier hot dogs like they you know the, the best days were like they would have like the buffet and the lunch and then you would just bring pitchers of beer to tables and you get double tipped but like that was my first real like serving alcohol waiting tables and did, job did you did you want it like yeah like, you i did want, you, like right you weren't just like oh shit i, I had don't know what friends who like did it and they were like oh it's summer you should come do this it's really good money it's something to do and then from there it was just nothing but waiting tables for like pff, the next decade you know you get addicted to that cash you really get addicted to the cash it's just i i always really enjoyed like a fast Haste work mentality. What about you? What was your situation? My first job um, in the service industry was when I was 14, but you could legally work at 15 um, in, Wait, Florida. in Florida. Yeah. Really? Of course. And I worked, I know, right? They're of like, start them young. Um, but I worked at a place called Joe Picasso's, which was one of those insanely overpriced places where you picked a piece of pottery out and then you painted it, but you could also get food. <laughs> what? And then they fired it in a kiln. You just said that so casually. While you, like, you know, it's one of those places where you do pottery and you get snacks. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, you, well, you make pottery while you wait oh, for your they food. They call those mashups today. Or or it's, it's like... You can eat once your plate is fired in the kiln, and, <laughs> and then, then you can food, eat off of and it. And then your food comes off of your shitty plate. You just put made. a ladle full of slop into it. After. Uh, but it was just like riddled with children, and everybody was so demanding because it's South Florida. And then um, one time, I was like bringing a tray full of like a bunch of kids painted. Um, like, <laughs> why do you have to serve that? I know, right? Wait, you're well, a no, server I, at age 14? Oh, yeah. And I was like, uh, I, I brought it to the kiln to get fired, and I tripped, and all of them broke. And then you got fired instead? No, I literally, what I did was I, the um, the manager told me to repaint them, because they were like, there's too many that, like, the family will get too upset. So I was crying in the back room, trying to paint, like, a like a little stupid child onto all these vases and mugs and plates and then fired him in the kiln and they didn't really even notice the difference. Now ladies, I'm no pottery expert. <laughs> but doesn't isn't firing in a kiln with glaze, isn't that like an like an hours and hours process? Yeah, you don't yeah. pick it up till the next day. Yeah, okay. okay, I think I was like, can you imagine how many courses in that shitty dinner oh, while they yeah. wait no. for their pottery to set? Oh, and it was just always kids. Like that was like Ugh. the true hell of it all was it well, was that's probably just why always... they hired 14 year olds and 15 year olds. What was know? the name of this place? Remind me. Joe Picasso's. So a play on in, in you're not a Picasso. You're just a regular Joe. No. Well you're not special. It sounds like that. It sounds like pasta mania. I know. Just crazy it ass. It was name. only oh, open no. for two years of the two years that I worked there. <laughs> two years? Yeah. Oh my god! On the fourteenth until you got your wheels and you were like, "I'm out of here." Wait, and then like, and then and somehow here. that didn't break you that you're like, "I'm going to stay in this industry. It's wonderful." No, then I then I launched into working at the quarter deck after that. Okay, but you also like your dad owned restaurants, right? So did you, you grew no, up? No, my dad was an entrepreneur, but one of his whack job ideas was to make a sci-fi. Well, I don't know if it was whack job. It, it was pretty cool at the time. Um, at the time of when themed restaurants were a hit. Um, yeah, I'm someone who I worked, uh, I was a record store clerk. I was down and dirty slinging records for $5 an hour. And then <laughs> I would at, at, at a bunch of different 
uh, I worked in record stores for a handful of years, probably from age 19 to around 21, 22. And literal, it was minimum wage. And then I would get my paycheck and I would spend my whole paycheck on CDs and albums. And so I was like, I can't do this. Like, I am so poor. And then I remember the year that I decided to drop out of college and also get sober at age 22 because I just was having a, don't worry folks, not currently sober, drinking white wine while we uh, do this podcast. But I had like I had a come to Jesus moment at age like 21, 22. I wrote my parents this like insane letter that I was like this horrible loser because uh, I, I was in debt like $700. <laughs> Like seven hundred dollars. That's had a that's a flash so in the pan, guilt. my friend. I know, right? I was like, oh, small potatoes, baby. Little, <laughs> little did I know how much debt you really can rack up. But I just had this real come to Jesus, where I was like, I don't know why I'm at college. I don't even like what I'm studying. I I I literally spend all my money on records. I didn't pay my rent three months in a row, and I'm running from a landlord trying to hide from them, and I just think I, I'm a big pothead uh, drunk loser. So I'm going to get on the straight and narrow, and that's when I started slinging dirty hot dogs, mm. one dog at a time at Sparty's. And every day I woke up, I took the breakfast shift, and you know that shit opens at 6 a.m. Yeah. And people will eat Coney dogs for breakfast. Let me up. tell you. Flinty, like steely, metallic black coffee and two Coney dogs. Who is this man? And what faculty bathroom is he destroying on the Michigan State campus on a regular basis? Could you get like an egg on your dog? No! All right. Oh my God, that's so gastropub. We were not there. This is like uh, 2000. Did they serve slop? Dogs and breakfast or just. You know, you could get omelets, but I cannot begin to tell you how many people would every day, five days a week, start their day off with steaming hot chili on top of two hot dogs for breakfast. <laughs> I thought you said, do they serve dogs at breakfast? Like, actual dogs. No! no. Come on. I know you're vegetarian, but cool it. We're not monsters. <laughs> uh, and it was, But it was crazy. I literally pulled my way out of debt in two months, wow. one dirty dollar at a time. I love this. The, the tip was, technically, because Coney dogs cost $1.50, so if they were nice, they'd leave me 50 cents for a dollar. Lunch got better because it was like bigger tips. But uh, I remember like at the end of the week once, I had $700 cash at the end of the week. And I, went, dogs, I went to my landlord and I was like, I'm really sorry. It's cash. And please forgive me and let me keep living it's here. all quarter tips. Right? It was all, yeah. I, I gave her all chili stained dollars. <laughs> but... And you it w- dumped a, a gallon of quarters very slowly for the next four hours <laughs> into her living room. I know. It's like I could have gone to the bit, uh, not the Bitcoin, the, the coin, coin star. star. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, it was I. It was down the street because I lived on Spartan Street, worked at Sparty's for an MSU Spartan town. I mean, it was so on the nose. Too but much. I know. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot. But the power of working as much or as little as you wanted to and the fact that it's the first time I'd ever corrected a financial situation, I was fucking hooked. So that's how I got my start. And then I stayed. How do you correct a financial situation? (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's that's a tough one. But I, yeah. So, oh, God. Hot dogs and humbling. Hot dogs and a humbling. Yep, right. And then when you, I was like, my parents, I think they have, so they have a drawer full of 
really dramatic letters I've written them over the years <laughs> that I think they've kept. And I will unfortunately probably upon their passing find them at some point. But I would like them to release the letters back to me now for fodder for the podcast. I can't well, wait they're to... like under lock and key. They're like, I no, think, Brooke. I think they're locked somewhere in a weird folder of like, oh, our kids are weird fuck ups. Like, you know, and it's kind of funny and sentimental. Some interesting and, leverage. Right. Yeah, who knows? They're going to blackmail me. Um, so that being said, we all, uh, again, to reiterate, longtime servers. One of us still about to go to her job uh, later today. Oh, kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, today I wanted to talk about everyone's ridiculous, most favorite uh, topic, probably from the job, customers. <laughs> you know, we're, we're absolutely going to talk about our experience serving customers. But, you know, I think it's interesting to be on the other side now and... What it's like to be a customer. What other side? I am not afraid <laughs> to talk about what I now demand and expect as a customer after specifically the weirdness you sort of develop being a server for a long time. Yeah. Is that now you have a different set of rules when you go out to eat. But we, uh, I, th I thought it would be really fun to start out and ask if any of you guys remember or had in the first place regulars at your restaurant. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo is a regular at Shut Spring Street Natural. Mm. Up. <gasps> Shut up. I want to drag my vagina across oh my his God. face. Oh, my God. The things I would do to that man. Ugh. Even What's though that he's last a name? fucking Ruff saint. Hello. He's a wonderful person. And his big puppy dog eyes. Oh. oh, baby. He cares about the environment. Oh, he's great. Oh, is your dad or something? Who cares? No, Don't he's ruin not. Dad, he's perfect. Okay, per oh, not spoiled. He the was children? a regular. Um, I worked the, the last serving job I had. I was a bartender at Two Boots Brooklyn. <laughs> R.I.P. It's been shut down, <laughs> um, which it should have been. But they had these regulars that had been coming in for years and years who were complete alcoholics, um, dying from alcoholism. Like <laughs> several of them have died. I'm not kidding. And I got fired because I wasn't. I, I didn't talk to them enough. Like, I didn't have enough of a rapport with these oh, no. nasty sometimes alcoholics. I remember you yeah. telling so, me about it. It's the only time I've ever been fired from any job I've ever had. It's because you didn't coddle the alcoholics. It's because I didn't coddle the alcoholics. They're and knocking on wood, by the way. What's that? You were knocking on wood. Yeah, I knocked on the wood. That is the only thing I've been fired from. Ah. Yeah. Uh, not that she's scared she's going to be an alcoholic who is coddled one day. No, Hopefully I was just not. saying, okay. as a listener, I, I wouldn't know what, what was happening. Got it. Oh, yeah. They think someone's at the door and we're not answering. It. Okay. That is a bell. So, um, yeah, that they had these regulars that would come in and they were just, they weren't entertaining or nice. They were nasty alcoholics. And I... I, I said, okay, this is the last restaurant I'm ever going to work in. And it has been would um but it's it's because i wasn't nice enough to the regulars wow oh i'm a regular junkie yeah i like know all my regulars i know their birthdays i know their kids i know their names i know their friends names it's it's like i'm everybody's personal concierge and it's, that's why you have regulars it's an, uh, yeah you go yeah. it can be nice like it can be there was one at house of blues this guy named joe because, you know, in House of Blues, Chicago, they're under the corn cob buildings. Mm. House of Blues is. I love that and building. And this guy lived in that building, and him and his wife would come down every day at the same time and have Manhattans. He liked his Manhattan in a very specific way, so when I started there, they showed me how to make his Manhattan. And he was great. He was a very sweet old man. 
Um, there is no way he's still alive. And if he is, he is 100% surviving because he's totally just made of booze. <laughs> but I it, think it, that's how you get to be Kyle's grandma's age. Yeah, Kyle. your grandma, uh, Junebug, is how old? She's going to be 102 this summer. Oh, hell yeah. And she has uh, a beer and a wine glass because it makes it fancier. Mm. And or a glass of white wine almost every day. I couldn't get a hold of her on her last birthday because she left her phone at the bar. (laughs) (laughs) See, I know. I do think I have found the way to preserve my parents is because I got them on. You pickle them. I pickled them. I started pickling them. They've been pickling themselves for a solid 10 years now. And uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. I. So wait, and you currently, I mean. We'll get into it. You definitely, Kyle, have some regulars right oh, now. Yeah. I have some heavy hitters. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of her, Kimron Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, yeah, I was like, we can, we She's can talk wonderful. some celeb uh, yeah. corner. I, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have any like mean celebs. I have actually only really kind ones That's to be quite awesome. honest. awesome. That's so great to hear because uh, in New York, not so much. I'll get to that. <laughs> Yeah, we had Ty Pennington of uh, Extreme Home Makeover fame. And you're like, you're like, he may as well just be wearing a puka shell necklace with that oh, fucking haircut. For that he sure. Never changed. I actually think oh, he did have a necklace. You know who all is the time. a dickwad? Pickle Dude, the comic. I, I can't even remember his name. He dates the girl who's very young. David uh, Cross? What, hmm? Pickle David Dude? Cross? Pickle nope, dude. nope, no. Uh, Oh, you want some? Pay- <laughs> oh God, I can't even do a bit right. <laughs> if he's famous from just he's- going, you want some pickles? Yeah, you want some pickles? He orders pickles at a drive-through. Um, Dane Cook. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. Like I was like zero high when he said no. What? It's okay. He's a dick. <laughs> that's crazy. It's not that guy. Is like that's what he's known for. He's just like bro. Disappointing. I gotta tell you what. I liked his early stand-up. I I remember. I'll first- admit it. No, it's fine. I saw that first special and I was laughing. Yeah. I liked his early stand-up. I That's don't what I'm saying. Like, like who he is as a person or his older stand-up, there. but I, I think he was funny at some point. <laughs> it's okay. You know, my it's favorite comedy day. special is still Sinbad in the 90s. How yeah. Hands oh. down the best. I don't think amazing. he got any not funnier. I think he's Sinbad's still amazing. He's amazing. I named my cat after him. What's your cat's name? <laughs> Sinbad the Silver Bullet. Mm. <laughs> oh, so you named her. It was a mashup of Sinbad and Coors Light. What's the name of your cat? Um, <laughs> thinks Andrew, did you have any regulars? Yeah, I did. You know, I bartended a lot. So lots of regulars. So there was always the early shift regulars, which were usually like the owner's friends that would like come in. You're talking about the bad dog. Oh, yeah. Right I'm yeah. talking about bad dog tavern. Like how many of them died? Uh on your watch? A handful. <laughs> yeah, not on her actual watch, but She's you would just hear certain things and be like, oh, that person's dead. Like poor Keith, who was the handyman with the shaky hands, who was a nice dude. He was a nice dude, but we the don't. handyman. Brian's with the got shaky a good Keith hands. story. He tries to fix the trend. And then you hear fails. and then you hear a couple of years later that he's that he died, and you're kind of like, Oh, that's really sad, but it's also and like not surprising. Died. But then you'd have like so you'd have like those regulars at the bar, which were fine, nice enough. They'd be a little demanding, but they always wanted they always wanted to watch fucking Jeopardy. Fucking Steve. Oh yeah. Fucking Steve who would Did, chain smoke yeah. before you couldn't and smoke in restaurants. Most on cocaine out of every anybody I've like ever known. And for someone like I, when I 
describe someone who you think would just constantly be on cocaine, it's not this guy. He was such a dork who mm-hmm. constantly wore like polo shirts. Yeah, man, the biggest nerd. He was so weird and but he like, was so tweaked. I always thought, you know, he was always really nice to me and left me a good tip. But then that would happen and then you'd have like your this, regulars that came in later, like that were like your age that were cool. And there was usually a handful of, of good ones. and But then there was, yeah, I think regulars are... Good and bad. There's the really amazing ones, and there's the ones that like they walk in the door, and everybody's like, "Fuck!" I was gonna yeah. say like, like what? you, you have to wait on this person. You have to wait on this person. Like, yeah, and it does come. It it turns into a point where it's like somewhat they expect things to be so specialized for them that it's not even it's not how restaurants work. It's yeah. not how bars work. And you're like, yeah. yeah, you can't just waltz in here during the busiest hour of the day and demand this ridiculous menu item that you have adjusted for your needs because you've been here so often. You know exactly like every like nook and cranny. And you're going to sit in my section like my entire shift yeah, and, and not call me by shit. my first name. Yeah, I guess uh, it just depends on how well they talk. I prefer people to call me lady when uh, I wait tables. How dare you call me Brooke? <laughs> no, I just hate call when me. they like know you so well where I they know. just shout your name across the restaurant. Oh, Kyle. that's different. Excuse Kyle. me, Kyle. Kyle. God. I've never had that. I don't mm. think I've ever oh had that God, happen. I do. I have, people, I have people who use my name to get reservations all the time. Mm. See, that's creepy. That is so sneaky and shitty. I did that last week. It worked. Okay. It. She's a girl. <laughs> I'm doing it. Well, we, uh, okay, yeah, fair enough. And like, what makes, so like, what makes a, well, first of all, what makes a good regular? What makes a good regular? Tips. Oh, yeah. Tips. Exactly. <laughs> that's it. I mean, let's be honest. Anything, yeah. They like good. behave themselves. They're nice. They're pleasant to talk to. I mean, you it's have things in hard common. currency, literally and figuratively, that you are being, you know, awarded. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, this is what you're doing this for. Oh, if yeah. You know? So I, I'm not even trying to be petty. It's just like, no, that's what you're there tips, for. But tips and that, like, you didn't have to work your ass off for it. That they're just sort of like, I'm here again. I know the deal. Like, unless I say otherwise, just the, the usual. Yeah. That's why Joe was the perfect regular. You knew he wanted a Manhattan. You knew he was going to drink, like, two or three of them. And that's it. And then he'd leave. And he was, like, not making a fuss. Yep. Sometimes he'd eat, but he wasn't a dick about it. Well, and this could because we've all worked in the industry, we've all been regulars at places so we know what it's like to like be in the club you know we yeah. know what it's like to like be in the good graces of the people that work in these places it's we go nice. to it's great well, my favorite is the person who thinks they're in the club but they're wrong yeah they're so wrong and everybody secretly hates table. that person here uh absolutely at, at one of my at one of the restaurants i worked at god it would he would um i can't I'm not not naming names. I just, for the life of me, can't remember his name at the moment. But he knew damn well as the restaurant was starting to close and shut down, he would emerge from the apartment across the street, slither in. He was Paul Simon's theremin player. So, oh, and he looked hell. <laughs> I was like, what Paul Simon song has a theremin exactly in it? Exactly when, but he would tour with Paul Simon. And he played guitar. All you need is one. I actually think he was a cellist and one time. Are you sure he doesn't doesn't just specialize in Paul Simon covers on the theremin? That would be great, too. He would. Not gonna lie, I'd listen to it. He would just, but he would disappear for swaths of time that, as far as I knew, lined up with Paul Simon's world tour. I did look it up. He is, but I think he also was like a cellist and uh, probably did some guitar. 
ex- ex- you know, what have you, but he looked like a wizard. He had long gray hair and... But see, that's the difference between a good regular and a bad regular. Exactly. A good regular comes in and learns how it, it works and what... Exactly. And, and, and like, all the rules. Right. A bad regular is just someone who just keeps showing up yeah. and, and, and doesn't care about the fact that you want to leave or close out or whatever. A good regular is considerate and becomes kind of more of... A, like a friend in a way that they like care about your well-being in the mm-hmm. restaurant uh-huh. as opposed to like yeah I, I own this place I come here all the time uh, Brooke, right give me my drink and he give like me. he wasn't he wasn't rude or demanding but he would act like part of our late night family and yeah, like showing up before like, the restaurant closes oh. is one of the most irritating things you could do if you know that you come there all the time we, he, he was across a good the street point. yeah when you first get hired at a place and you have this regular who comes in who sets you straight yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. who they are and how things work there oh, yeah. which is very yeah. well it's hilarious cuz it's like yeah you like, don't oh, work here or own okay. it yeah well, i think if they weird. own a table like, oh, if they Mickey, can't get their table. Mickey oh. Rourke would come into. <laughs> Where? Oh Where would he come into? Into Macheleria, which is the place I worked in, the meatpacking district. And if his table was not available, granted, he would come in at any moment of the day. Never forewarned. Never a warning. And cool. if his table was not ready, he would throw a shit fit. Oh, that's okay. a cool way to be. Is anger management damaged issue. and now hanging with Russian mafia and like He's a terrifying weird, and a weird dog. Man, I used to, Did you see young Ricky Mark, Mickey Rourke. He is a weird dog. I, I, he like had he was like feed he was like hand feeding a dog at a table I saw and whatever. Yeah, I mean I think customers if uh, if your attitude is everything I think people um, if you've never waited a table and you feel entitled to be served or waited upon that is immediately detectable. Oh yeah, um, it hangs thick in the air. It's a stench. It's disgusting because um, they stink. They suck. Touching you. Makes oh. you a very not good customer. Even that women. But women do it, too. They grab your elbow. Yeah. Uh, they hold you hostage at the table. Yeah. Or if you are so... Because, you know, we all do the tactic where when you're like, I know this table needs me, but I am going to look straight forward and not... Because it's like, I will get to them when I get to them. And you're doing that thing where you're just like, I know, I know, I know. But if I make eye contact, I'm done for. Yeah. And so then what they'll do is this woman grabbed me. I was so slammed. And she's like, oh, I almost threw a roll at you to get your attention. And I was like, oh, I dare you, bitch. As if uh, you were just like looking off into the like ether and not doing anything. I know. I know. And so, right. Like, don't don't touch your server. But also, like a lot of times you're balancing stuff on a tray. Yeah. And if somebody touches you or grabs something off that tray, it throws off your whole sense of balance, especially because – Physically, you're doing so much, and then mentally, you're also organizing and having these like lists in your head, and you're writing things. Out. It's just that's so much that like they that 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 grab or that that throws you off so hard. It's so wrong. How about doink? Get out of the way. <laughs> like I have so many people who, especially if you work in a smaller restaurant, who just. Customers will get up and just loiter or stand in the middle mm-hmm. of the restaurant. I mean that, yeah. That's and and it's like, oh, cool. I have like eight plates of hot boiling pasta. Do you mind? Like, why do I have to say excuse me? Right. The like, spatial awareness, the complete lack of it, always blows in my any mind. Way. And I'll and I'll just go behind behind you, and it, because they've never worked a day in the in a restaurant in their life, they don't understand that concept. Ooh, it drives me so insane how they just like stand right in your fucking way. I just, I swear to God, I just, I've never wanted to just 
hammer punch somebody so bad. Hammer punch. What is, is hammer that, punching? Is that, it's like a hammer UFC, punch is when you get a yeah. you get a running jump leap and then you just oh, like, bam, like Mario. right down. You, it's it's like you're a hammer and they're a nail and they it go just, right through the wood. Mario. Piece of shit. Oh yeah, there we go. Oh, that was a little bit of a jump and punch I, up. Yeah, <laughs> true. I have I have so many like like threats I've said out loud in to, <laughs> about customers. I should be on the most wanted list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad girl, I'm a bad baby. Girl. <laughs> I'm like, I want to dip you in that so fryer, bad. you piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's just like just know how to behave like a normal human being that. in a restaurant and no, know how to eat in a restaurant. And I think. You know, like the majority of the time, that's f- the case, right? It's doable for most people. Sometimes, you know, that doesn't mean it's achievable. It's doable. They choose not to be a normal human being. Also, when they walk in and they're like, I want everything to be like it is in my home, Ugh. even though it's an establishment that was built not for the purpose. They're like, it's cold. It's bright. It's loud. Mm -hmm. Like everything, like this food's hot. It's not cold. (laughs) Like I eat it. And you're just like, why did you leave the comfort and safety of the fucking uh, fallout shelter you apparently live in? Yeah, building on that, like if you have more than three food allergies, man, don't leave it home. Yeah, You're allergic to pepper? Get the fuck out of here. Like what kitchen doesn't have pepper in it? (laughs) Hit the bricks. Also, because there's also people who lie about allergies. Be like, I'm so allergic to garlic. And you're like, hey, that's a real thing that can like kill somebody, I think. But also don't lie about it just because you don't want to eat garlic. Yeah, I just don't just, like just it. Just say, is there any way you can get this without garlic? And if not, don't be a fucktwad and order something else. Yeah, usually servers aren't going to lie and then change it if you're deadly allergic. You know what right. I'm saying? Like they're not going to be like, sorry, we can't take the garlic out of that if you're allergic. Just, just. It, if you're going on, Honestly, can't have policy. legumes, can't have soy, can't have pepper, can't have this. Well, Go eat a raw fun. tomato in your kitchen. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's a nightshade and I could kill somebody. The menu is posted online for a reason. Also, to everybody under the age of, I want to say 30, Ugh. get off your phone when I come over to the Ugh. table. That's brutal. I, I, I can't I'm imagine. Sorry, are you going to yeah, text me your order? Because if you don't look up and look me at the eyes, I will stand there like a specter and wait it until adds, you. It adds to kind of how it can be demeaning. Yeah. To, to, Super. You know, no, it just, and they're not fucking paying attention to you, right? It's, it adds it to the you're not important list, and it's just so sad when but, that happens. And I'm when sorry. you speak down into something, I can't hear you. Right? You literally, I, I, when you speak down into your phone, I, I, it's just it boggles my mind how these fucking children with their stupid skateboards <laughs> uh, and their friends of the Kardashians think that when you... It's wildly specific. I know. Well, and it's real. It's, it's unfortunately so real. Yeah. real and they... Oh my gosh. I also... The misappropriation is so insane. Sorry. I also love like nice Kyle voice being like... What'd you say? Like, are you are you just like, oh, hmm, what? Nice Kyle, when when you are younger than me and you're not respecting me, Nice Kyle goes away and Stern Kyle comes out and she stands there like a like a school marm and just sort of <laughs> like, like hey. glares at you and I'm and I just go, sorry, I can't hear you when you speak into your phone. I love it. <laughs> I get real bitchy. What about what about people who? Uh, aren't looking at their phone and just don't look at you Oh, when they order too. things. That how happens about, too. How about Owen Wilson, real sociopath <laughs> I used to wait on, and he would literally <laughs> Owen Wilson so hard and be like, 
Yeah. Oh, just kind of look out the window and keep doing like a 180 turn with his head as he just like ordered more food and would come back to center, but not at you. And you're just like, where did he just go emotionally? And he would sit with Woody Harrelson all the time. So those two would come in and be my first fucking customers every day at this restaurant. And Woody Harrelson stares unblinkingly into your soul. So you've got a non-looker. I love him. And I, but I love Woody Harrelson. Don't get me wrong. But he's like, I'm so full of green juice and weed. (laughs) What are you doing today? Like you come back to the other. So nice. Awesome to talk to. If you're out there, I am available and ready for you. Yeah. But yeah, it would be like, like Woody would look too hard at you. Like, and not in a, like, I never felt like, oh, like sexualized look too hard at me. Just like so intense. Like and he then, doesn't blink. He doesn't blink. And then Owen is just like, I'm thinking of my I'm lines oh, wow. or so something. <laughs> just so wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> he might've like been in real deep into the age at that point. You guys, our guest is a bar owner, longtime server, wonderful, I'm going to say delight, Aaron Sign. Thank you so much you for being here. You flatter me so. I, you, know I'm so. you know you can feel my nervousness. I, don't, I want you to interview me like your French girls. <laughs> I'll, try to, I'll try to be professional. The last time I saw you, we were in Sedona, Arizona, and I was electrocuted like 15 times. Yes, <laughs> yes. We were doing an electrocution gag, which yeah. everyone can see on my Instagram. Um, I was laughing harder than I've laughed in a very long time. Yeah. My God, you are so funny. It we had such a good time at that wedding. And the secret was, is I found out it wasn't the act of being electrocuted. It was the yeah, like yeah, sound yeah. that you love. Oh, I, I love it. I watch it when I'm in a bad mood. I'm like, this will get me. And it makes me happy every time. Well, I'm happy to, I'm, I'm practicing because that's how I want to go. Oh. <laughs> It'll be the most. I want to record death. it because there's no, there's no, there's no sense of electrocuting yourself unless you can put it all over for everyone to watch it. That's what they say. So wait, let's get right into this. How many tables? How many tables? <laughs> how many tables have you waited? How many years have you been in the industry? What have you done? What is your background? Tell us everything. So I've been in the industry through all series of formats and levels and jobs and whatever since I was 16. I went into, I waited tables, even when I transitioned to like management and operations, it's always just still easy. I've always liked the social aspect of waiting tables, the family orientation. So like I was a director of operations for like a cupcake chain, but like I had this job for like seven years prior as a server. I made my own shifts. Mm -hmm. They let me do whatever I want, come as I please. And it's good for like 200 bucks on like a Friday or Saturday, hang out with my friends and go out. So um, I stopped, I haven't waited tables officially in like maybe six years okay i went into management maybe like my early 20s mid 20s and then i was i've been operations like later 20s okay then owners like their early 30s but i i flirt around it i mean actually scratch that that's a lie i actually in between um this summer and stuff i've i was consulting i actually picked up part-time at an Italian restaurant downtown. I didn't, I completely forgot. Because oh, that's I was, amazing. Because I was just, I was, I was so bored. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm one of those people, like if I'm not checking emails or doing something, I'm like, I feel guilty. And I was like, I could use a little extra money. And the biggest thing was, is I love the place and they have a huge staff. Um, and I, I can say is Taroni. I was I, just there last weekend. I love that place. Yes. And it is literally the coolest group of people. I still go in all the time. The managers are insane. Katie's can I a, tell you we had a great server? Who was it? He was 
awesome. Nick Cafaro. Is he, he a little was, Italian boy? He was kind of taller and he kept making this face. No, it's, it's uh, Jim. <laughs> Jim. <laughs> Meg. Hey, Meg. He's the best. Okay, and the zucchini blossoms. <laughs> it was he was adorable and fun and we had like i was with renee mm-hmm. and we went to a different italian restaurant the week before and had this terrible experience where i was like this this server's terrible taroni's the best because they don't care and they oh, care at the same time they're and wonderful. i love that and their food's always good i've always gone there since mm-hmm. i moved to la it was like the one of the first like nice restaurants i like treated myself to and now you know food's so good the people are so cool and i love them because they like they'll tell you no that's great and it turns Excuse me, it turns me on. Look at me get so excited. <laughs> I'm like, don't tell me what you can't have. Like, you can't have it. I'm like, yes, I can. No, you can. I love I'm like, it. fine, I don't need it. I love it. Yeah, so. So that's fun. I mean, you seem like a really, like, we'd be so lucky if you waited on us. You'd be that so lucky. Be... It's reflexive for me now. Oh, it's I, great. People see everything like, oh my gosh, I forgot the ketchup. I'm like, I see it like in a spider web. I, I can look at <laughs> everything across the board and be like, I need to do that, that, and that. Let's go, Aaron. Amazing. <laughs> amazing we were kind of talking about how um you know you kind of don't lose those reflexes like i'm always like stacking dishes when i'm out to eat Mm -hmm. or i'm like you know making it so like hey we need these three things just like you said to the waiter so that they're not having to do like seven runs well of course we always make life easier the one thing for me though because also i've trans i've now for about a decade i've been in the the spot where i have to control these people to do guest service standards. I it's impossible for me to eat out anywhere because the whole time I'm like, oh yeah. Like my ice has melted and yeah. I'm drinking the ice water. Like <laughs> things like that. So it's very difficult for me, but you know, it's just one of those things like I love obviously everyone that's in the industry, I don't know anyone in, especially in LA that doesn't like going out and enjoying that stuff for me it's very difficult though because i have to try to subtract myself from the situation oh for sure and and, and, like, <laughs> and just be present yeah yeah um i totally get you we totally feel you on that so um where are you originally from you were just home so i was just home i'm from martinsburg west virginia oh boy i grew up a little girl there and were you a coal miner <laughs> i was a coal miner till my third uh, birthday it's difficult but the thing is yeah. i can fit in a tiny hole so they're just like make sure you grab that if you see any diamonds bring it up first uh, uh, my family tree's a stick. Amazing. <laughs> like, Amazing. Like, I, uh, I, I grew up there, but my dad was in the military. Um, you know, classic story, like captain football team. My mom, you know, the heavy, well-endowed cheerleader. And of course, I was there at my mom's graduation prom. <laughs> like, I was that homecoming baby kind of thing. Wow. And I mean, my dad joined the Air Force. We lived all overseas. They got divorced when we were like six, so I I bebopped all around. Mm-hmm. But um, from Martinsburg, West Virginia, but I I have lived in Texas, Florida, the Midwest, and here as of four years ago, as of yesterday. My first ever Cute. serving job was at uh, I don't know if I can say it was Joey's. We'll just call it Joey's, a seafood place, and it was just the worst server there ever. What do you mean was. Joey sounds like Joey a great seafood. seafood place? I mean it was like the, it was like the classic thing it was like in a strip mall it had like the Las Vegas bartender for like soccer moms and he's like rock and roll Friday night and I'm like I'm just waiting on that strawberry lemonade man like <laughs> I just need two Arnold Palmer's strawberries like all right dude well I got five tickets so you need to back off me and I there's the bar's packed and it's like some little old woman and some guy with all you can eat trim and it's like 
all right, Ted, I'll be back in like 10 minutes. Just let me know and I'll keep my tables updated. One okay, of the, bye. Yeah, one of the worst <laughs> things is like when the bar is responsible for like just a non-alcoholic drink that you have no control yeah, over. Yeah, for sure. And they take forever. I'm like, like, hey, could I, hey, could I see that iced tea picture real fast? I don't mind helping you. He's like, hey, yeah. dude, you know, this is my territory. <laughs> I, I don't want to get like in your face or anything, but like this right here, this threshold, that's me, dude. <laughs> and I'm here to help you, but you got to help me. And I'm just like, listen, Ted, like let I know you're going job, through. Yeah. Man. He's like, I'm tired of this. You know me and my girlfriend are fighting. I'm not taking it on you. I'm just saying, dude. And I was just like, yeah, just, that's great. I literally just want to pick up this fish and chip and this and take it together because Brad's back there. He's about to murder someone. Whoever walked out. I'm trying to pretend like I'm sick because I'm trying to like leave in two seconds. So this is like, this is my life. And I'm, of course, I think I was like 18. And so I couldn't care less. They had all you can eat shrimp night there. Mm. And the whole point is you're supposed to sell it. And get them to stop. But I made it a game because I'm an idiot. And I was like, who can eat the most shrimp? And and the guy was, I was like making up. So I was like, the last guy ate 99 shrimp. And he's like, the guy's about to die. So he's like, I'm like, you got to do at least five more shrimp and you, you can get 100. And then we can put you on the wall. There's no such thing. Oh my so God. he's like, he eats another shrimp. And my GM catches us. He's like, and what the fuck are you doing? And I was just like, and I didn't even, it didn't even cl- click to me that we're a business, right? So this is this is my idiocy as like some young dumb server like the most in a fun seafood server. restaurant. Yeah, I love it. Oh, what would be your favorite? What's the favorite place you worked and why? My favorite place ever would be the Upstream. It was just it's one of those. I love it. Be a tie mm-hmm. Upstream simply because I uh, worked there so long and all these people are like family. Taroni was actually as a, a an employee. If I would have worked there, I only got to work there for like a summer, but they, it was just a click vibe and they were just like all cool people. Yeah. They were like the high school popular people that moved to LA and that needed to get a serving job. And they're just like, Hey, come on in. I met with her for like two seconds. She's like, you look all right. You sound all right. I mean, just do your thing and we will leave you alone. And I was just like, wow, that's a lot more pressure than you anticipate. Right. But I love it. But the upstream has an army. It's like 200 servers. Yeah. I so you're just like dating everyone. Everyone's yes. like fucking each other. Everyone, oh, yeah. Like managers are like hooking up and you're just like, it's just like this, this thing. I know you missed it. I no, feel so bad. I'm no, rubbing no, no. it in. Plus you're in like, plus you're in this really cool neighborhood. You're in this really cool area of Omaha called Old Market, which has like really fun restaurants. You probably got to know other servers. At, oh, everyone. At other places. Yeah. Like there's a really amazing wine bar across the street called La Bouvette. It's my favorite. Yeah. Forever. Um, which I think that's really cool. I always really, I never worked in the old market, but I, I, I was kind of always jealous of people that did. Cause it was like, cause you're the, the cool, cool kids. kids yeah. yeah. You're just cool. You'd be done with work and you're like, you guys want to go some cigars? And they're like, no, let's go to Coke. I'm like, stop. I'll be right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll meet you in Iowa for Coke yeah. and, uh, 2 a.m. Yeah. Cocktails. Cause Omaha in Nebraska, we, oh, Iowa was 10 minutes away yeah, go over and the Nebraska, river. The bars closed back then at one, 1 o'clock, and they were open till two. So you would like oh roll into Iowa, like s- like flipping a coin so to drive. Forty five yeah. minutes, like it's crazy. You'd be like, okay, we're there, we're in Iowa. You'd yeah. always go to the Harmony, Ex- which always. is like this like terrible like gay bar that turns into like a club. It's like a dirty it's just old sketch man balls. vibe that turns into mm. a gay bar for one hour mm-hmm. between one a.m. and two a.m. And it's just like where you go to buy cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it was literally sketch. Like you are, you are literally with the drunkest people that have ever lived. Crammed deciding who's going bar. to drive. Oh God. And I was just like, I mean, the things you'd be ashamed of, but like just one extra hour, it somehow that changed your life. And then after hours, yeah, like, I mean, where, are we, where are we going slam. to get all this coke yeah. we just got? Yeah. yeah you oh can God. slam 
six plus drinks in that hour with that cocaine. Oh, we were, maybe we were like they usually they know you, so they'd get them ready. They'd line them up and stuff. But not I bad. mean, I, I'm now obviously I'm a very professional person these days, so I I don't I don't <laughs> condone any of that. But I I will say that I think that drugs and alcohol fuel the entire service industry. Oh, yeah. I'm not aware. There's a reason I don't drug test at any place I've ever owned because I'm like, what am I going to do, fire everyone? Right. So it's just like... It's part of the culture. Just don't yeah. let it yeah. affect let your it be. job yeah. performance. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier to talk to a table full of people if you've had a shot of something, yeah, you know? it's easier. Not because saying you... that I was, you know, drinking all Never. the time, but it is part of the culture, for I've sure. Been, I've been there waiting on four people and then later finding out the next day it was only one person or something. Like, <laughs> everyone's oh. been there. <laughs> Did you today we were talking about like waiting on people and having like like doing performative serving like oh my gosh, the wine kid. service and that is there any like weird thing you would have to do like sing happy birthday or I I have like a billion of the, I worked at Disney so I was I've I'm oh, versed in this my years as the dark excuse side. me I, I was friends with Prince Charming back in the day so it's like I would I would greet I would make it a regal affair I like see. they would I would I would show up and I'd be like welcome to blah 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 my name's Aaron I'll be taking care of you has anyone been here before like I would do the hand gestures. I would invite them and I would lure them and I'd seduce them if it's a table of gay boys while I'm there with my glow stick in my mouth and my booty shorts if it's a table of soccer moms. Like, I'm there just like that slight innuendo that you might get lucky. I might be that romantic love affair. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. I don't really care. Wait, but I you just become this. what you want. Where was this? Like, what was the, what was the specific restaurant you worked at? Like, in... anyone. anyone. Oh, he's, anyone. he's talking about his performance yeah. change to suit Does the it. table. I get it. No, I know. But for Disney, I'm sorry. I was like, I just. Oh no, I, I, got, I got really wrapped up in the moment, and I started imagining things in my head, and I was just like. I love you so much. Um, <laughs> it works. It, I can it's see It's easy. This. It's like you, you got to be you got to be seething and calculating sometimes. But the thing is, is like you don't mind because at the end of it, it is the only place where they're like, you're going to give them the best thing, and then they decide whether they will pay you or not. And your chances, if you fool them into thinking that somehow you are inherently deserving of this this money yeah. makes a difference, which is dumb. But it is it's so it is. dumb. But I yeah. was saying one of my first tips on this podcast was tell your tables you're tired because you've been studying for your exams. Always. It's a surefire. Mine is People immediately feel sympathy. They like feel like they could give you more money because you're a student, mm-hmm. you're struggling, all this stuff. It's great. No, mine was always just like I'm trying to help my grandmother with her doctor bills. Oh, wow. That's and heavy. That's, that's a heavy one. And it's bad because it's a lie. But at the same time, is she alive? Well, sometimes, but like, <laughs> so yeah, I'm is trying. there any advice you have for like a server, bartender, anybody that as now being on the other side of it in terms of owning, what, what can you say to them? I, my thing is, is that I've, I learned this later as a server. It, I, I realized that being a server, you, there are two different types. There are people that show up clock in and whatever comes to the doors that's their money mm-hmm. the f- trick was is and what when i later on and what i've tried to tell any bartender and server that works at place is you can make your own money you can determine how the you are there with a set schedule i give my bartender a set schedule because i want to know every tuesday night yeah rajiv is at the bar every tuesday and saturday you can come see him anytime and he can build his clientele because they make money i make money i don't care if they buy stuff i mean for me, I was just like, hey, I'll be here every Saturday. Bring your friends. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't wait to see you. So my nights, like, I had sections that were, like, packed with people that were there to see me. And they'd be like, oh, you make so much money, so much over my tipple. I didn't do anything but be like, hey, come see me. Make a connection. The personal connection will pay for itself. And the same thing with bartenders or servers is, like, if you're a bartender and you're just there clocking in, you're 
holding up a wall for 10 hours. That's your own doing. Yep. If you show up and you're there hustling, like, like we're, it's the only industry where you will meet everyone. In L.A., uh, you will meet everyone yeah. across the bar. Do you have a favorite story from your restaurant life? I have so many. Hashtag restaurant life. Hashtag restaurant Server life. life. Server life. Um, <laughs> I have so many stories. <laughs> I... I've spilled soup on a child one time oh. that was running under me, and it was like a Gouda beer cheese soup. And at, at Gouda beer cheese Sticks. soup, Sticks. Sticks, and it's like, it's not so much a soup du jour as much as it is molten lava if yeah. it is on yeah. your flesh. And this kid was running around, and I, I can't handle kids. And, and I ch- the only thing it's I do- It's the most selfish ch- thing you can do is bring a kid into a restaurant because that, it's because it, you want to eat there, not yeah. because a kid is like, Mommy, I want a burrata salad. <laughs> I, yeah. Mommy, I'm really craving that roasted chicken from Ostrich Farm. No, a kid wants mac and cheese or oh, frozen yeah. fucking chicken fingers. <laughs> the kid is not going out to eat. You are. So it's a selfish thing because you're dragging this kid in Everyone who thinks, doesn't want to be there. And by the way, if you got kids- bring them bring them on like i we have everything i know you can't do it like and the thing in, especially anywhere is everyone thinks that their kids are the, the they're cute and they're the best and yeah. everything my thing is i don't care i don't as a server i never wanted to teach your kid how to talk tell them what you want uh, please yeah we don't have the time what do you please just tell me because I, yeah. I gotta go and i get it I get the motions. Everyone's proud of their little ones. But the only thing I couldn't handle is kids running around like psychopaths and screaming and stuff. So I'm carrying a tray and I get like hit and this cheese soup just pours like on the head and like down. And I immediately am just like, I'm about ready to faint because I don't, I can't look at the kids. I'm like, his face is going to be melted off. I don't know. I can't. And he is screaming and the parents don't know what happened so there's just some dead kid laying on the floor yeah it's like hot coffee and then they look over and i'm just standing over him with a tray it's the old lady at the mcdonald's yeah and and so the mom screams i have a queasy stomach anyway so i'm like trying not to pass out slash vomit the whole time and i just i i leave the scene because i'm a a fighter fly fighter i'm a flighter he who flights and flights away lives to flight another day kind of thing like i mean like i've had i mean i've had I've had so much things. And the thing is, you always have either a crappy manager where you're going to hide things. Yeah. Or you have a great manager. And, like, one time I worked in the Midwest. I'm from West Virginia. Like, you'd be in some serving situation. Someone would be like, why don't you stop playing, you know, grab ass with your boyfriend back there. And I'm like, <gasps> and I'm of course, I'm like, go tell my manager. I'm like, I feel personally attacked. You need to kick them out of here. I'm not going to wait on them. Like, everyone has those things. And, of course, the manager handle, handles it professionally. Like, sir, we won't be... Ha- we don't take that with our staff. But of course, now I'm all riled up. And I want to say another thing before you leave. Like <laughs> millions of those. But I mean, just in general, I think I, people say this all the time. Everyone should have to wait tables for like Agree. two years. Like military service in yes. like Israel. You should have to wait on tables for two years as part of like your coming. Even for a coming, night. I'll take one a night, night, please. Just a night. Just shove some of those people you wait on. I vote brunch service. Into 100%. Apron. to work a brunch. Oh, man. I, to be honest, I, and I mean, I'm a gay man in his 30s. I have a great respect for brunch. I'm getting to the point where I'm like, listen, guys, we got to grow up. We, gotta, we can't, I can't do another brunch. These poor, these poor servers running around with a gun in their mouth at any time, <laughs> yeah. a hairline trigger for these poor kids. Just like, and our servers, oh I'm, I'm just like, listen, I'm going to make this easy. You need to bring the bottles out to the table yeah. and our mixers and don't ever let it go dry or it will go cold. This table will go cold and then you will be the bad guy because waiting at brunch is the worst thing. It's like, 
you, they don't have to eat. Beyonce they don't want to. They're just they're there yeah, to yeah. make it seem like they're, they're they've got their the shit together day. on a Sunday. Yeah. But they're just, just really getting wasted by noon. That's all they're doing. Because then you can go to bed at five and you will actually be up in time for six o'clock on Monday. Sunday that's all Monday. Bunches. How are you different from a you know, we've talked we we talked about owners mm-hmm. and a lot of the owners are cuckoo pachooks. Terrible people. I'll what tell are you, you what kind of owner are you? I will you? tell you I am one, I've been called everything in the book except for fair. I'm a very fair person, and I will help you. I, I always say, I can be your greatest resource if I know I have to help you. Mm-hmm. If you, and I, my thing is, is without, without being an egotistical person, I always like to just assume that I have to, by, by choice, and almost required, have to be the smartest person in the room. I have to know what's going on. Yeah. I have, I have to, whether I know it or not, I have to know. And the other thing is, is I'm not a micromanager by nature. I'm not, I'm not the person that wants to double check. I, I have hired you because you are a good looking chirpy person that I think could sell some beer to somebody. Yeah. 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 And all I want you to do is do that and not make them mad. It does. Well, yeah. What's the worst thing you've had to diffuse? Like my thing is, is that it's the same with thing a with anyone and a server. I will, the only time I will not tip is if the, the server is rude to me. Or someone else. Yeah. I don't, I, I draw a line through the tip line and I want to talk to a manager and I'll tell them why. Cause I think it's for their business. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, but other than that, like if I get terrible service, I'm, I'm always, I still want to talk to the manager. They get their tip and I just go, Hey, just to let you know I had a bad experience. I'm not going to punish this poor person cause they're the only one. But for me, guess as an employer, it's always when someone is personally offended, they have said the wrong thing or they did not defuse or I wasn't involved at a time when I could have, cha- I could have changed right. the experience. They didn't, they didn't clue you in early but, enough. I mean, a million, I mean, dealing with employee, it's herding kittens in LA, you know, the mm. kitchen, there's no such thing as a dumb question, but I have a kitchen staff where everything is a dumb question. Uh, 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 Aaron, is this, is, is this a cornstarch? And I'm looking at a box that says cornstarch and I go, Jerry, get away from me or I'm going to kill everyone in this building. I can't do it. You have to go away from me now and you have to use, Whatever's in that box to make fish and chips. Do you understand me? Get out. As an owner, what you think would be common sense or something that would just be, it's not. So I've had to train myself Mm -hmm. to be an expert communicator because if not, I will shoulder the blame. I've realized it's my fault because I did not tell you and I will never punish anyone for something I didn't explicitly say. But the biggest thing for me as an, an owner, I'd say, that I think I'm different is I respect that they are trying to make their ends meet. I don't know their story. I don't want to. Like, if they, they come in, I go, honestly, I don't want to know. Just don't tell me. I don't care. Honestly, even even if I had to, I I don't care. I Honestly, sweetie, I wish you the best of luck in whatever you're dealing with. I just need you to sell those burgers to them and and everything else. Honestly, if I can help you with your work life, let me know. And the other thing is, is like, I care more about their livelihood what's fair, their scheduling. And the other thing is, is if you have a problem, like I want to know, like you have exams coming up, let me know in advance. Mm-hmm. But don't ditch me because my one thing is you're an actor, you're whatever. I give them their own shifts. If you have to leave, don't bother me. I don't care. Like if you can't make your shift, don't come back. Not my problem. Get your shift covered. Like you all, they're all actors. Yeah, work for it te- out. Like figure it out. I don't care. I love this. You're like, we're, you're an adult. Yeah. Figure your shit out. I know you got to skedaddle out of here. Thank yeah. you so much for being a guest. Do you have a tip? Do whatever it is that keeps you sane. 
pays your bills for sure. Take care of yourself. But you should always, you should never drop that one thing because one, it's good to have those dreams. It keeps you going, keeps you motivated. But the other thing is, is like, it'll never, it'll never fail at that. Like if, yeah. as long as you do that. And I mean, that sounds so sappy, but like it's something I realize like my mid twenties, like why am I making excuses for just go do it? Yeah. Like who cares? Oh, you were manager at a restaurant. I am. And I'm the coolest damn manager of a restaurant. Like, yeah. Yeah. If I want to sell shrimp to people, all you can eat. You're going to eat a hundred of them. <laughs> and that's my, if that's me. I'm going to do it. Guys, thanks for listening to Side Work Podcast. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please subscribe, rate, and review. That's how we feel validated. And maybe one day we'll be able to hawk some Casper mattresses. Thank you.